Thank you, thank you to all the hundred children wherever hundred to be. We're so glad that hundred can get in me this evening. We did your fun. We show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And this year the Queen Quet Heads from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that hundred to tune in to this year broadcast of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This evening, Labor Day, all hundred children, what you see. I know certainly a hundred children be upon the road and you're on your way. You're making sure that you're in there upon the course and things like that. And we the pray for hundred the most. And the other rest of children, you all are praying with me what they're right there on this course. I mean, the islands would be in the sea. So this year evening, instead of we just keep uplifting to living like a saint, here, special homage, we're going to take a moment of silence for prayer for all the family would be in the Bahamas and all the family would be upon this year, Gullah Geechee Nation coastline. All the family would be upon these islands and things in the world for this year season and things like that. That God will pour back this stone. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Let the church say, Amen. We're so glad that all the hundred children did here this evening and things like that. And rather what's all the hundred children were to follow me at Gullah Geechee. G U L L A H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E on Twitter. We cut that away with the post and thing like that. Whenever we get into this your hurricane season and thing like that, on the children know you can keep up right there. 
and rather us going to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook and Gullah Geechee Nation. We fan page on Facebook. That way, Hunter Children can keep up with closures. You can keep up with evacuations. Hunter can keep up with the postings about any changes, what are going on with the storm and things like that. So make sure now that Hunter Children follow me at Gullah Geechee, at Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook, and GullahGeecheeNation.com in general. Hunter, make sure that you follow me there. And then Hunter should also go on your honor and be a fan and a supporter of GullahGeechee.net. GullahGeechee.net. That is a sponsor that should broadcast the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and things like that. And plenty of Hunter children who got the emergency preparedness kit from we, from me and the elders and things, what the gear out over the past year and so. Make sure you don't charge up your phone. You don't charge up the charging pack. You don't charge up your light and all that thing. If you evacuate and thing like that, and you just grab the bag and you run out like that, we hope so you carry the bag with hunting and thing like that. And even wherever hunter to be, charge them up. You can charge them in the car if you got one slot for the USB. And the rest of us, once you get to the hotel or other rest of family and friends' house and thing inland, make sure you charge them thing up and that you be ready for go. Hunter chilling, no. So if Hunter been a follower, com, just go in the new search box and put in disaster preparedness or hurricane, and you'll see one, two, three, Gullah Geechee, get ready. Them who follow Gullah TV, you done know say three different video they put there for help Hunter children get ready. Well, now that the last of the time you got for get ready, and let me tell Hunter what is going on. For all of my listeners who are all over the Gullah Geechee Nation, who are evacuating from the Gullah Geechee Nation, who are listening in from around the world because you are concerned about what's going on here, because we are in the midst of what is the peak of the hurricane season. A lot of people don't realize hurricane season started at the beginning of May. Hurricane season ends at the end of October. Labor Day has become a demarcation point for what is the most intense part or the peak of the hurricane season. The last three years in a row, unfortunately, between Labor Day, which is when Katrina first hit back in 2005 down at our family in the Gulf Coast, and we're praying for them, they don't get any hits this year. Uh, just like we're praying that none are here this year, and we're praying right now for our Bahamian family because they are ready with death tolls. They were up to over 50 before I tuned into this broadcast, and, you know, it's very painful for us because this many Gullagichis go back and forth to the Bahamas every year on cruises for different reasons with families and class reunions. So we have an ongoing relationship from the Gullah Geechee Nation with those in the Bahamas, and there are folks there that are called the Black Seminoles that live on Andros Island and many that live in the family islands as well. They crack your teeth like a wee and things like that. And all the rest of people say, well, great God, y'all must have been the family island. When I did it years ago when we took our festival there, and that is because those were the people who were native to Carolina, Georgia coast, and then settled on Andros. And then you've heard now Luthra and the others that are Abaco and those that are in the news right now these are the family islands we were told about when I went over there to Freeport and to Nassau and had such a wonderful welcome through it. The various ministries of the ministries, they all greeted us and celebrated that we were there. And here it is now 
that, you know, my heart is just pained and we're just devastated looking at the videos, especially the video of the mother with her child. So our prayers are that the family still make it out the same way many, many of our people made it. Lou Katrina, just keep praying. And we know that, you know, there's many, many folks coming in now with boats. There are folks already down there with supplies. So as soon as things are safe enough that they can navigate to get in there, because with rooftops and other things being in the water, it's going to be very difficult for boats to navigate. So they're trying to get things situated with helicopters, planes, and other things, and see where there's going to be places for staging and supplies and getting folks and feeding folks and things like that. So let's keep praying for everybody in the Bahamas, and let's also keep praying that once this storm Dorian moves off of the top of the Bahamas, where it is now just not moving at all. They kept saying it was moving at one mile an hour, and the last report, it's not moving at all. It is stationary. It is sitting there. The plus is that as it's sitting there, it is churning up cool water, they said. And as a result of churning up the cool water, that cool water is what is helping with the dissipation of the storm as well as all of what it has run into that helps it to shear. And then there are also pressure systems that are pushing against it from the other way. So the slowing of it is helping us that pressure systems are coming over. And I truly believe that because there are three of those pressure systems, these three things have been sent across because I've seen that they've shown one coming from the south, one coming from the west coast, and one coming up from even all the way up, it looks like, in Canada, between Canada and the state of Washington coming downward and that that's all what's going to push it and then take Dorian and swing him on up away from the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast altogether and send it on up the Atlantic, but just paralleling the coast. So one of the things that we want you to truly understand is that although I know I've learned now that a lot of people are not like me, when I look at the screen and I watch these different predictions, I actually realize what those cones are, and I also can distinguish when they draw the lines in the middle of the cone, and then when they switch to all these other different permutations to show you different things about the storm. And I found that there are many people who ask me, what does that mean? While we're even sitting and looking at a screen, it doesn't register to them when it's showing you how it's shifting off the coast. And some of that has to do with maybe not being able to read maps and not really realizing the geography unless somebody pinpoints their city and their location in the state. So they don't necessarily realize whether they're in it, they're out of it. What does the cone mean versus the path? Well, the cone is a big old wide thing where they estimate the storm could go anywhere within that thing, anywhere within it. But they always pray that most of the computer models are right. Because most of the computer models, the average path will be down the center of the cone. So for days, the center of the cone has taken this and kept it in the Atlantic Ocean, not with the eye, the eyeball, that little thing in the middle of all the colors that they show you swirling around on TV, that eye, that thing that looks back at you, that thing that looks like he's looking at you for real, looking at giving you the, the hard stairs, we would say, that thing in the center. You don't want that coming on land at all, under no circumstances. That is where the worst of the worst of the worst happens. I've lived through several storms, and trust me, what the eye does, it tricks you. 
because you know when it's right over you because everything becomes clear, becomes peaceful like you've never known because that's the calm before the rest of the storm. Then the backside comes in, and that's normally where the worst of it is. So they're saying right now that the wind mileage has slowed down, that they've seen that even though the storm got wider, the eye is starting to get wider too, and as a result, that means that it's weakening the storm. It's starting to dissipate the storm. So I believe that this trinity of prayer coming from all these different parts of the world is what's sending this air, that's sending this energy, that's pushing this storm further out to the sea. So I appreciate all of the fervent prayers of the righteous that have come together in various patterns of spirituality to continue to send positive energy to light candles that some people wrote on our Facebook fan page and various things to send this dory and keep it out to sea. We just needed to get off the Bahamian family and get on out off of land, off of land. Now, if you follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, if you follow me personally at Gullah Geechee on Facebook, if you follow the Queen Quet fan page on Facebook, if you follow the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which sponsors this broadcast on Facebook, you know that Thursday night I was actually at the College of Charleston and was one of the keynote speakers for the Sustain Fest. When I drove back out of the city of Charleston Thursday night, I then got online very close to midnight. I know y'all say you do that all the time, but very close to midnight Thursday night and wrote out the experience I had just had and attached a Forbes article to it that showed you cars that were driving through water. Do not drive through water unless you absolutely are stuck in a position where you cannot turn around. As they say, turn around, don't drown. You do not have any idea if there's a broken area of a road, a broken area of a bridge beneath the water. Do not go around barricades because that means somebody did find that out already and they're blocking you from going that way for a reason. Or if you say, oh, I don't see nothing, they block you miles before they know that a bridge is out, they know that a road is out to keep you safe. A lot of folks are evacuating right now. There are thousands of others who've gotten in touch, who wrote things that let me know um, we're not planning to leave. You know, we're watching the storm. We haven't left. We, we're ready. We're prepared, but we haven't left. We're still looking. We're watching. Well, listen. Pay attention to the tide chart because Thursday night there was sunny day flooding already in the city of Charleston. Not unusual. Water was literally rushing down Calhoun Street and sections there were no sidewalks at all. It looked like the buildings had been built on the riverside where actually I know that there's sidewalks there. I had to clear out of the lane that brings you on to 17, navigate with other cars around that little fork to get back on to Lockwood, then go through a puddle because we couldn't help it, along Lockwood, and then get up over the bridge. Now, that was sunny day flooding, 
that was with the tide coming in. That was not yet the new moon. So it was not fully at the point we're at now where the king tides have been flooding roads throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, not just the city of Charleston, the city of Jacksonville, the city of Savannah. They deal with sunny day flooding because of king tides. There are areas such as Wasa Island, St. Helena Island. You got them right next door. Be split apart because the roads wind Wasa, Cobain water. There are different points all along your journey if you plan to evacuate where there could be water. So if you're going to evacuate, evacuate from our coast in the daylight when you can see and you can navigate, but check the tide. And you're better off to evacuate when there's a low tide than a high tide right now because it's not regular high tide, it's king tide. Now, I bring that up first for that. For those who are going to stick around, who've already made a decision, you don't care how many posts we put up about evacuations, you don't care how many press releases, you know, and press conferences there are to say evacuate, you say, why go on? I get it. I got all that, the money, the the issues of packing everybody up. You don't have a car to get that far. Where are you going? Okay, I got you. Listen clearly. Once the rain is pouring, don't go outside. That's not time to go outside now and figure out that you left something out there that should have been moved. Do it now. Do it now. Secure things, literally batten down the hatches, anything that can fly and blow Move it. Anything you don't want soaked in water, put it away somewhere inside. Make sure it's secured. Make sure that you have food, you have water for two weeks. So if it's just you, enough for you. Otherwise, everybody in the house needs to make sure they have that kind of amount of water because you still have wind that's going to come by us. Thank God that right now everything looks to be slowing down a bit, but it's still going to be some pretty intense winds that can come by even as a storm passes. So if the wind blows anything and messes up your light, now you got to deal with food and the refrigerator and the freezer and all that kind of stuff. So you should also already freeze yourself some water, freeze yourself ice, have those things in there so you have that to stay cool. Make sure that you pack your food together really tightly in the freezers because that will keep it frozen longer. Don't be opening the refrigerator door back and forth, back and forth, if God forbid you lose your life. But the biggest thing we don't want you to lose is your life. So do not go outside to go check on nobody if you see water is all over the place, even if you think that you can wade in the water. Why? Because those of us here on the coast and what they call the low country, on the sea islands, we deal with flash flood warnings on a regular. If you pay close attention, we deal with those on a regular. If you follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, we often tweet about them. We don't always post on Facebook about the flash floods because they're so frequent. I've always encouraged you, if you have these cell phones, have apps on there so as you have your emergency management app for your particular county and you can also have the apps on there so that you have flash flood warnings and things like that and that warning will come straight to your phone so that you'll be well aware if something is happening in an area where you're located because if you have location services on your phone 
will actually start to send an alarm out to you. If there's a tornado warning, if there's a flash flood warning, and other things. I know this because I have been on Hilton Head leaving that island, and a flash flood warning was issued from the National Weather Service, and all of our phones in the car started going off because we had the app on there. So make sure if you follow GullahGeecheeNation.com or GullahGeecheeNation on Facebook, I've posted and reposted, posted and reposted. Gullah Geechee Get Ready. I have parts one, two, and three that you can find on YouTube with me explaining what you need in an emergency preparedness kit. And I also show you some information about some of these apps that I'm talking about. And every county now, your emergency management division, put in whatever your county name is, an emergency management division in Google and see if they have an app and download it for where you are, whether you're in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, or North Carolina, part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, have these things. Once again, when we have the emergency preparedness classes, y'all don't fill them up like how when we have parties. So there's a lot of information that we give out. We try to go ahead and videotape certain things and put that there. But it's nothing like coming to those emergency management classes when we're telling you that we want to be prepared. It's better to be proactive. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So here we go again. Do not, do not, if you already see where water is, and your yard or on a road where it normally is not standing water, don't play in it, don't drive through it, turn around, don't drown. So that's on foot or in your car. Because a flash flood is not the same thing as flooding. See, flooding comes in slowly, slowly. Like even when I'm saying sunny day flooding, my water was rushing in, that all had to do with the speed that the tide was coming in just naturally. Now, when you have hurricane winds, it's blowing this water in that much faster, okay? So the speed of this hurricane going by will blow this water in that much faster, and it only takes a slight amount for it to knock your feet out from under you. I'll give you an example. If you have ever been in the Atlantic Ocean, standing there, looking at the waves, oh, it looks so pretty, it looks so pretty, and you turn your back, and all of a sudden got knocked down because something hit you in the back of your knee, and that was a wave you didn't realize was coming, that's what we're talking about. We don't want you outside and there's flash floods because these things can knock you down, then you drown, then you become part of a death count that we didn't need to have because you got time right now. They're continuing to inundate us. It's been a week already that we have been watching this same storm that started off without a name. It was called Invest. And now his name is Dorian. So I'm saying to you, I'm investing the time to please be clear that we provide you with a lot of information way ahead of time. We did this since last year. But now the actual storm is here. Even when we told you hurricane season began, we were telling you in April, Go and get your preparedness kit together, get your stuff together. I know a lot of y'all wasn't paying that no more because y'all would think of a spring fever. Then May came, y'all would think of a holiday. June, same thing. July, same thing. You were thinking about the summer and having a good time. Well, the time is now 
that we got to make sure everybody good. Y'all know how y'all like to say, I good. Well, I want to hear that when Dorian finishes passing by. And so definitely I want to know that all of us are good. We're in good standing, that we're safe, that our homes are safe, that everybody's blessed, that we suffered no losses whatsoever. We have been blessed for many, many years now. Thank God that we have had our coast spared, and I pray that God will continue to hear and answer these fervent prayers of the righteous to heal our land and to take a stand. So once again, if you want to make sure you know about closures, you know about evacuations, you know about updates, you want to have information so you understand the difference between things like storm surge and tidal flooding and things like that, because we post different videos about that, follow at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E on Twitter, and also follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, follow Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook. Follow Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook. We'll be continuing to post throughout this storm. And God willing, all of our services here at our base office, our headquarters, will remain intact so that we can stay in touch with you. All of you who've been around through Matthew and Florence and Irma and all of their cousins that we've dealt with the last couple of years, you know that I've tried to keep you all abreast as much as we possibly could before, during, and after the storms. I'm thankful for our Black Emergency Management Association, who are members of our Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank. We have our own Gullah Geechee Emergency Management Plan. Many of you have seen us raise funds, and that's something that I think is another part that is so critical to gathering an understanding about coastal emergency safety or any emergency safety management. As you all spend money to the Red Cross, a lot of that money, the majority of that money gets eaten up in administration. It doesn't go directly to the people. Where And when you see grassroots organizations and you see the Gullah Geechee Nation requesting funds for right now our Gullah Geechee Rising Seat, which is on a crowdfunding platform, when you see it for Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy, this is what it's for. It's so that there's already meat in the storehouse. There's already money there so that when we have to get additional supplies, we have to make more Gullah Geechee preparedness kits. We have to buy more supplies to get into communities that we have a fund already in place to do it. It's wonderful that people do give during storms, but it's late at that point. The reason that these other groups of people, I'm listening to people on television now that are reality TV show stars that have flown in. One is a chef. Somebody else is some other reality TV show star that led bringing supplies into Puerto Rico. Um, So now she's already set and she's going into the Bahamas. And the man went down to the Bahamas the other day, um, who's the chef. They're able to do that because they have the financial wherewithal with which to do it. They also have corporate backing with which to do that. The Gullah Geechee Nation doesn't have corporate backing. So it takes individuals who say, well, it's so important to me that Gullah Geechee culture survives and thrives on the sea islands, on the coast 
from North Kakalaki down, down to Florida, okay, that they give throughout the year, that they support when we put those links out there because that is how we're able to then be able to mobilize units to get people out. With our emergency management plan, there's a whole lot of other elements to it, boats that we need, updated radio systems, new power grids, various types of audio grids so that we can have apps and other things that directly push information to all of you who are in our databases, Gullah Geechee families as well, and so that you have that information. Right now, we have to use social media as long as it upholds, and y'all, many of you follow us, know we were locked out of social media for some days back and forth and back and forth. Fortunately, God had it. We were back on board ahead of this storm so that we can post and continue to keep you posted. That's also a means by which many of our emergency management folks are partners from not just across this region, but across the country and around the world. I got an email from the United Nations today checking on us here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And who were those? Those were the partners who helped to make sure that the Gullah Geechee Nation was represented at the Ocean Action Conference, where we were there talking about how climate change is having negative impacts on the ocean, and then how the climate change dynamics are causing the more intensity of the harm and damage to cultural heritage and to land masses when there are natural disasters. It is exacerbating them, or it's causing us to have them more frequently. So all of it is connected. One might think, oh, a storm is just a storm. A flood is just a flood, but but a hurricane ain't got nothing to do with it. Or the hurricane is that, and that's major, but a flood is nothing. Or, oh, when they're talking about ocean acidification, they ain't got nothing to do with the other stuff. It's all of it. It's holistic. All of it has something to do with Gullah Geechee culture being able to thrive and survive here on the Sea Islands. Only God has financed the Gullah Geechee Nation, which will be 20 years old next year, versus places that are currently celebrating 400 years in existence, 350 years in existence, 300 years in existence that have raped, pillaged, stolen, done anything to get what they wanted to have to say they were greater than some other nation in the world. Our major greatness is our people. The black goal here is our richness. And that's why I treasure all of you enough to take this time and not go ahead and just do a Labor Day program. This is the labor. This is the labor of love. It's keeping our culture and our community alive, not being paid a salary to do it. All the other mayors, the governors, all of them have salaries. Queens don't get salaries. So here it is that we have to stand up, speak up, speak clearly, help you understand that Part of our treasure is our ancestral legacy in this land. And these storms batter our coast. Even when they go out toward the Atlantic and ride by on the side, like they say Dorian intends to do, he's going to ride on by the side of us, Sandy Road by the side of us too. But that did not mean that we didn't have erosion. 
That did not mean that the people who have come here and built directly in the water did not now have a negative impact on the GDP of the Gullah Geechee Nation because funding now got taken from one thing to go back to restore certain areas or to allow people to rebuild in places where they should have never been building to begin with. Places become unsafe because buildings fall into the water because those buildings were placed somewhere where they shouldn't have been, directly in the marsh and directly in the ocean to begin with. So now we're having to fight those matters. We're having to relook at zonings and things like that and setbacks and buffers. And yet we're dealing with people in these meetings who don't even believe climate change exists. Some of them would tell you right now they might not don't believe that Dorian is real. Okay. So we're up against a lot to make sure that our coast, this coast of Gullah Geechee Black Gold, remains here for the generations to come. And part of the way we do that is to do it the same way our culture came about. Work together, Chilla. Don't you get weary. This year the great camp meeting and this year promised land. Our ancestors, the Igbo, Mandinka, Malinke, Yoruba, Gola, Gizi, Mendi, Temi, Fiki, Bibio, and all that, learn how to work with the MSC, Kusavo, and the Cree, and all that, children will be there up on the coast of Bimaga, there for how for Libya. So the same way our ancestors got together and learned how to live here, that's the same way people are moving here now, are starting slowly, the ones who have the minds to learn, the ones that are teachable, have the ears to hear, are wanting to hear about traditional knowledge that we used to stay safe over all these years that our ancestors have been here. Many of our ancestors have been on these islands since the 1500s in terms of African ancestry. We ain't talking about the indigenous American ancestry. Some have been here since the 1600s, some later in the 1700s, and some just in that latter group that was kidnapped in the 1800s. But we've been here for a long time, and we in the Guayana, we're told all. So we are yet praying and believing that one more time this storm is going to go by. But while we are in the midst of it, you don't just pray. You also have to act. Faith without works is dead. So if you have not yet gone and looked at the blog that talks about safety, has a picture of me up there, go to Gullah Geechee Nation. Go to Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. Go to GullahGeecheeNation.com. You can put in hurricane or disaster preparedness, and you will see it. Once you click there, you have a checklist. It's two pages long. It's two pages long. Checklist all the different things that you need to have to be prepared if there's an emergency, there is a natural disaster, if there is a hurricane, there is a storm, there's a tropical storm, there is flooding any of those conditions, that list is to help you already prepare that. We still have time right now. I believe this is why God has it that tonight this storm has stopped for a minute. So we can stop for a minute and peace be still and yet what we need for note. So we have an opportunity right now to go ahead, get that checklist, get your items together because they already did evacuations of the coastline. You may not be able to go buy certain things if you don't already have them. But let's pray if you're staying, that you make it through. And on your way back, you know, when everybody's come back, that you take that list with you and start making those purchases and have those items ready. So that in the event that there's something else that comes up, that you're ready. Why am I mentioning that? Because one of the things that I noticed 
while looking at all of the emergency management information, all the different weather reports and looking at them in totality, is that they pointed out that there are three other tropical motions going on. There are three going on. It's not just Dorian. There are, there's another one off the coast of the motherland they're looking at. There's another one kind of down near the Gulf area. And they're like this just because our focus is on Dorian. It's not the only one because, once again, this is the peak of the hurricane season. So you still have September that just started and October that's coming for us to get through all of this because now hurricane season does not end officially until November the 1st. And once y'all get November, y'all know what y'all thinking about. Thinking about a gobble gobble and a shopping spree. All right. So if you're going to shop, shop and give somebody also an emergency kit or some of the items for the emergency kit. Start to save up, get generators like Generac attached to the whole house. You can start to save with the elders and things so that they don't sweat and all that. God forbid if they lose their lights in the storms or anything like this. These things are things that people prophesied about. These things as spiritual people we have to look and learn from. We have to take some time to slow down in this generation of people. We have so much information coming at us, this information overload. I've watched how many people share the memes versus how many people actually are sharing the safety information. I watch how many people comment on the updates without sharing the updates. And it's three to one. You'll come, you'll share a meme three times before you ever share the safety. And some of y'all never share any safety stuff, but you share the funny stuff. This ain't funny. A hurricane is a very, very serious matter, and I don't want any of you to take it lightly. But even more than that, the sunny day flooding is even more serious than that because this is not something that you're going to make media with. They don't get commercials on Weather Channel because they tell us about flash floods coming here. Y'all don't get that on the national news that a flash flood is coming anywhere. Yesterday, when I posted the first sets of information, I got an email, a not an email, but a response, a comment from some of my folks up in Pittsburgh. There's a Queen Quet Day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I have a lot of people up there that I have a lot of love for and that still follow and support what's going on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And they wanted me to know they were praying for us, but that they, at the same time, were dealing with flash flooding in Pittsburgh. And I would have never stopped to think about that. All I can think about was my last trip to Pittsburgh and trying to get out of there because of the snow and the ice there. So these are things that are happening all over the place. And I wrote the brother back and I said, we have no media about you all having flash floods. So thank you for letting me know. So as much as you're praying for us, we're praying for you. So please make sure that you take the time, if you haven't yet done it, to now start to get your items together and prepare. Because the storm is already here. It already exists. 
If you have the disaster preparedness checklist, you all will notice that I started with the statement, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Pray, recognize, evaluate, put away resources, engage. That's prepare. Instant notice is in. Faith, focus, assess, investigate, then heed the plan. So the first thing you should have is an emergency plan. Where are you going if you have to go? And if you can't go, where are you staying? How safe is it? If you're in a mobile home, that should not be where you intend to stay because the winds can shake loose the mobile home. The water could float away the mobile home. The mobile home is not a solid piece of real estate. It's personal property. It can move. That's why it's called mobile. You are better off in a wooden house, a brick house, or a block house. That's why they take you up the road to shelters that are solid buildings. So have an emergency plan. Then determine an evacuation plan, including where you are evacuating to, where you're going to stay. Notify your family or friends where you'll go if you evacuate. Those apps that I mentioned, you can include family and friends on there so that that way when you mark yourself safe or you put in information about where you ended up, they all will get an email or a phone call or a text at the same time. You don't have to call everybody individually. And after I talk to y'all, I'm going to update mine for this year for, for Buford County as well. Obtain and store non-perishable food, which includes a food dehydrator, dried fruits, cured meat, canned goods, rice, beans, nuts, etc. All right, don't just eat 20 more pounds because of the storm, okay? Everybody's cracking up about having your hurricane snacks. I, I, it's interesting we have a term for it. Make sure you have a hand-operated can opener nearby or in your emergency kit because, remember, if you lose power, you can't open it with the electric can opener. So you're going to need that hand-operated one, that old-time one, as y'all might call it. Have a week's supply of drinkable water has changed to having a two-week supply of drinkable water because when the emergency management people have to get in through flooded waters and all that, it could take a lot more time. We witnessed this last year with Florence where our people were saying they were running out of supplies, especially up in North Carolina area. So please make sure you have two-week supply of that. Have cash, foldable money, not apps, foldable money because machines do not work. Notify your bank if you plan on leaving the state so they don't freeze your card. Talking about it's a suspicious transaction when you're out of state, all right? Make sure that you have IDs, that your driver's license, social security cards, your passport. Make sure you have them in waterproof cases. That's going to cost you real money. You can put them in the Ziploc bag, but the Ziploc bag can get soaked through as well, or there can be a little opening, and then stuff still gets in there. And you can't laminate things like your social security card, because then they say it's invalid. So make sure that you purchase a waterproof, waterproof casing to put these types of things in to carry with you if you're evacuating or, God forbid, something happens and your house is flooded, that it'll float around and still not damage your major papers. Fill your gas tank of your car. Check your oil and your tires. Also have a ground telephone line because a lot of cell phone service is going to be out. Fill your propane tanks that you have around the house. You all be frying that fish and all that kind of thing. Make sure you have those full so that you can cook, all right, if you have an electric stove because it ain't going to work if the lights are off, all right? Have a grill for cooking if you need to. Then have matches and lighters and lighter fluid. Make sure, like I love those lighters that are the long ones with the little button on it so that you let the gas out and then you click it like the little gun little thing. 
so if the flame comes out, I like those to me. They're safer than using matches, so I like using those. Have chopped wood stored for cooking and warmth, okay? Check your generator. Have fuel and oil for it if it's portable. If it's attached to your home, make sure to service it regularly. Make sure that you have it grounded properly because we've had people dying because they're out there messing with the generator in the storm or had it hooked up wrong and then electrocute themselves. So don't be fooling with it if you don't know what to do. All right. Obtain candles, kerosene lamps, flashlights, solar-powered lights. If you have solar-powered lights nowadays, especially the Gullah emergency kits, I made sure that you had solar lights that also have a USB drive so that you are able to plug it in to a USB outlet or into the battery pack charger that we gave you as well. We call a brick um, that you can charge your things so that if they go down, even with the power, or if you have another mechanism by which to charge things. So have a hand-operated flashlight. You can have a crank one. Have a, a storm radio, again, that you could crank by hand. Have a mobile charger for your cell phone, like I just mentioned. Have the emergency management and weather apps on your cell phone. Charge your mobile phone, your iPad, your computer, all ahead of the storm. Because just like now, I have had our ground phone cutting off back and forth while I'm talking to people for two days, and there's no storm here. And so I have to use my computer to make my phone calls through it so that this way we can get this show on the air tonight, and I'll be able to communicate with people throughout the time. So make sure that you do have a ground phone, that your cables are in place, that things are working, but you still may have trouble with the phone company. It just happens at times where their service is bad or something has happened at the main junction, as we say, and then you can't get through or people can't get through to you or too many people are trying to dial each other, then you overload the bandwidth of the system and nobody gets through to anybody. So make sure you have a first aid kit. Make sure you have hand sanitizer, bleach, vinegar, all of these things so that you can disinfect things, all right? Have garbage bags or black garbage bags. Have work gloves. Have your tools, including your axes, saws, chainsaws, whip, bar oil, whip oil, gas, all these things. Board up. If you have shutters for windows, sliding glass doors, go ahead. You got some time. Board them up. I know we've been getting little rains here and there. Those are from swalls, and those are just regular rain. That's not Dorian just yet coming up this way. So you got some time where you don't have the wind blowing like that and all that, and you can handle it, get some people. Make sure, especially if you're going back the way, board up everything before you go. All right, have emergency flares, especially if you're evacuating and you think you're evacuating like later in the day or some might be going down. Make sure you have those because if something were to happen, God forbid, um, you be able to send up flares and stuff and somebody could maybe find you. Have an analog backup of your telephone numbers and your insurance policy information. Also, email that list to yourself. So, in other words, if you have insurance policies, make a whole list with all the phone numbers, how you reach them, and your policy numbers on it. And then also make sure you send into the cloud that information and your telephone numbers for everybody you need to get in touch with. Have copies of your medical records and orders pertaining to dialysis and such and any medication you need. Make sure you have that with you and have a listing of what it is. Have boots and waterproof, like fishing clothing, all right, waders and stuff. Because if you do come back home, if you stay home or you come back home and it's all sopping wet, you don't necessarily want to be having that water touch your skin because you don't know what's in it 
All right. So you can say, oh, okay, I went flip-flops and all that. Yeah, and then you'll be in the hospital after the storm is over because you ain't got some kind of disease. So there's all kind of stuff that ends up being in storm water. So you want to protect your body, long sleeves. And so fishing gear is good and boots are good to wear when you got to clean up after a storm. But God forbid we do not have to do that this time. Running your ice maker and ice bags. Put ice in freezer bags. Fill as much space in between your freezer items as you can with them. And, again, that'll keep your food nice and tight even if you lose light for a little while. Freeze regular tap water for pets, for cleaning, for drinking, and Tupperware containers. Small bit of space between the top of the water and the lid so as the ice expands, it doesn't crack the container. Photograph all your important documents, including your deeds, your mortgage papers. Email them to yourself. Keep originals with you. And those in those containers again that I mentioned, try to get the waterproof containers for that. Consider putting heirlooms and photos in plastic bins in a high place, second floor, a safe room if you don't plan to take them with you or can't take them with you. If you go into a shelter, you're only allowed using two bags and they're like an airplane. It's like a personal item and a suitcase. Not two big old the biggest suitcases you have in the world. And then also a pocketbook. They really mean two bags because they have limited space on a lot of buses that will take people from the coast to the shelters as well. And, again, if you need that type of transportation, we have that information on Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. We've tweeted it out on Twitter as well. So if you follow at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, we put that out there. Uber is giving rides in Florida to other Florida shelters for free. They give you a credit for that. The information is there, how you go about it with a $20 deposit. Also, Airbnb, God forbid, if anyone's stranded, cannot get in, they don't have a place to stay, they don't have a home, and they have to evacuate or anything, or they come back and the place is not there, they're giving out some free spaces. We put that information on our Twitter feed, as well as Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. We also want you to know that you should obtain pet and livestock food and supplies, have the vet records with you in case you've got to go to a facility that allows pets. They want to see those records. I heard them talking about that today. Again, um, consider putting heirlooms and photos. We've got that. Secure your firearms and ammunition properly. Don't just have them somewhere where anybody can go and find them and somebody end up with it. Um, place old rags and beach towels on your window sills. Even with the best windows and shutters, water seeping from window pressure does happen. Fill your tub with water to flush your toilet with. Or use rainwater caught in the barrels um, so you'll be able to flush your toilet if there's, again, any outages and things like that. Because a lot of times our aquifer gets filled with things and then the water company cut off the quote-unquote city water. Again, that rain gear is going to be important because you might have to go out there in between some rain as the storm is passing by, but we know wait, don't go out there till the storm fully passed by. Don't think, oh, I can go out now because look a little clear. No, watch the trees. Watch the trees. See how they lean. If they lean in too much, stay inside that house. Don't go outside. They have sanitary supplies for members, including family members, including diapers, okay? Have toiletries, have the plastic utensils to use. You can throw them away. You don't have to worry about that. Um, using a water washing or dishes. Have medications. I mentioned before, just emphasizing that again, that's very important. Credit cards with zero balance. Y'all might say, that's too late. This was holiday weekend. We highly going to have a zero balance. I got you. But for future notice, zero out those cards because you may have this kind of emergency and you may need it. 
if you lose power and then decide to evacuate, cut your break off to your house before you leave because when the emergency companies come around and they go to flip it back on, you don't want any type of catastrophe or something weird sitting on a wire or anything like that. So if you evacuate and turn your breakers off before you leave, stay aware of safety announcements about down wires, closed road, roadways, and water contamination in your area. If you do have a boat, repair it in the event that's needed as a means of transportation. I pray you wouldn't just use it for you, but for other people in the community too. If all our fishermen out there, we pray that y'all will be the rescue squad, God forbid, if any of the flooding is that bad and people need folks to get in here and help out, okay? Don't panic. Keep the faith. Stay focused. Prepare in faith. Pray, recognize, evaluate, put away resources, engage in an instant notice. Focus, assess, investigate, then heed the plan. Now, those who don't have a plan, they say you've already failed. If you fail the plan, you plan to fail. So here's a plan. It's laid out. There's information online at Gullah Geechee Nation. Put in safety, disaster, and storm preparation in the Gullah Geechee Nation You'll get the list that I mentioned. You'll see where you can click on the app to download them from various locations for South Carolina Emergency Management. I'll have to update it later for others, but if you go down to the bottom of the page, you see where Florida's information is in there, um, Georgia's information is in there, and if you click through the end North Carolina, if you click through them or go to those sites and put in for apps via your phone, you can come up with emergency management apps and you can put also an emergency management plan in many of these apps so that as the season goes on, you are prepared. If God forbid somehow Dorian caught you off guard, I don't know how it did because like I said, we've been talking about this now for a week. If it did, don't let it get catch you out there. We want you to thrive. We want you to survive. So thank you, thank you to all on the children who tune in with me for this hour. We show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. It's always about our safety on this coast. I'm still praying for our family in the Bahamas. I pray you pray with me and pray for we who be Gullah Geechee right here on these islands in the sea. So thank you, thank you, everybody who tune in. And we going to be cracking. We keep with Hunter chilling on the other side of Dorian after he going on and carry himself on where he the going and things like that and leave you long. The Gullah Geechee going to keep on growing, and we got to keep on knowing what to do to keep the family. So let's keep the family safe. Peace and blessings, everybody. Enjoy the rest of Labor Day. As one of you have to say, that to pray. And also, pray and do the work. Peace and blessings.